What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Cornelia, back with another episode of Black News, a podcast where we break down current events, hot topics, and local stories involving Black people. Now let's get into it. forgot to tell y'all wasn't gonna be here my bad y'all oops I'm so sorry I forgot I knew I was gonna be out last week I had something to take care of I had some personal career things that I had to handle and I needed to provide my undivided attention to that matter last week I knew that I just forgot to tell y'all on the episode before that So I'm so sorry that y'all logged into the podcast app and did not see a new episode of Black News, y'all. My bad. I'm sorry. It was stressing me out, too. I just didn't have time. I was debating if I would do like a five minute little thing and be like, hey, guys, I'm going to be here. Then I was debating um, not like which I ended up doing, not uploading anything. So it was stressing me out. I just, but I just didn't have time to do an episode. So I'm sorry if you logged in, didn't see the the episode, but we back today. Hey, hey, man. Hey, man. We're back today. Amen. That's what matters. We are back today. And we're going to be talking about some of the stuff that we missed last week um, on the podcast. And then also talking about some other updates or things that have happened. So with that first late congratulations to all of the 2024 Emmy award winners. I know some people don't like to get caught up in awards and some people enjoy it. Like there's a mixed bag when it comes to black people in awards. Personally, my stance on it, I like awards. I also know that we can't, as black people, tie our complete self-worth and all of our artistry to the awards, because I think I talked about this some maybe a long time ago, maybe quite a few episodes past. Award shows are voted on by the members of that particular academy or group. The members of that academy or group are given the material that they are tasked with voting for people ain't watching. They are not watching all of those shows. People catch shows throughout and throughout the year and, and remember um, actors or writers or directors that stood out to them. But let's be, let's keep it a buck. When it comes time to voting, ain't nobody watching 50 movies and ain't nobody watching uh, 50 television shows, four to five episodes each. They're just not doing it. I have t- talked to someone and I knew for a fact that they did not watch the black content that they received. So there is no way for awards shows to guarantee that the entire voting bodies are accurately and fairly Picking winners or deciding who the best performances were. That's just, it's just impossible. That's speaking to TV and that's speaking for me in a, in a, in a, in a guild, in a union that is tasked with voting. I know I can't watch all of that. I try to be as fair as I can, but again, some people 
ain't watching content created by or for other demographics that they don't relate to for many different reasons. I had one person tell me they didn't want to watch Beast of No Nation back when that came out on Netflix starring Idris Elba because they didn't want to feel bad. That was also at the time considered the biggest snub in entertainment history. So with that said, I appreciate award season. It gives creatives inspiration. It's nice to see your peers shine. Some of these people, y'all, we've been, when I say we, I mean talking about entertainers in LA or New York or Atlanta, we've been working with some of these people and, and have been around when they started. So to see somebody on stage being appreciated, it's, that's, that's what you're here for. That's why we do this. And Erica Alexander said in an interview, I forget which, which platform she was on. Unfortunately, awards matter because um, it gets your projects more looks. It gets bigger budgets. It's just a business behind it. So when people act like awards don't matter, that's a lie. It may not affect your career in this huge way like we be assuming, but it, they matter. They matter on the bottom line. So with that said, the Black 2024 Emmy Award winners... Y'all, we, we had a quite a few, I mean, a few, ain't a lot, but it's a lot compared to what we used to getting. Okay. Quinta Brunson won for best actress in a comedy. This was the first time a black actress won in this category since I believe, was it 1981 for the Jeffersons? It was something I'm going to get the exact, I'm going to talk about that in a minute. Cause that's going to be it. Let me keep going. Io, I don't know how to pronounce Io's name, and I'm not gonna butcher it. She won Best Supporting Actress in a Comedy for The Bear. Trevor Noah won for um, the for Best Talk Show. RuPaul's Drag Race, Ru, RuPaul's Drag Race won for Best Competition. Niecy Nash Best won for her role in Dahmer. The um, week before. Kiki Palmer won for Best Game Show Host. Storm Reed won for her guest appearance in The Last of Us. If I'm forgetting somebody, I'm so sorry, but y'all, it was a good, it was a good old time. Now, going back to what I said about people not watching the material. Isabel Sanford won in 1981 the Best Actress Emmy in a Comedy for the Jeffersons from 1981 to 2024 you trying to tell me that there have has never been another black actress that was deserving of the best actress in a comedy show or series in 40 years you telling me that this includes the golden era of black television that no black actress should have gotten that award. This, this is the point that I'm making. I'm just going to name a couple people who, whether you think they were the best or not, they nominated and should have been in the conversation. Felicia Rashad was on the Cosby show for about eight years. You telling me no, at a no season Cosby show was the top rated, the top watched comedy sitcom for a span of years, no winners, a different world. Jasmine Guy's performance as Whitley Gilbert, whether you liked it or not, 
People literally thought that that's how Jasmine Guy really was in real life. You tell them if after they had a six year run. No, nothing. You had those two. That's, that's just the 80s. Comedies, you had Martin, Living Single, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, all had strong women leads. You had uh, My Wife and Kids, Everybody Hates Chris. Th- those those had, had strong, strong leads. You had Blackish. Um, you had a most recent The Wonder Years. Those had strong women leads. Um, even Issa and Insecure, strong woman leads. We had shows running, and I'm just naming the big shows. I'm not even naming the other shows that weren't quote unquote black that had black comedic presences. You trying to tell me that in 40 years, not at the very least, Claire Huxtable, that's what I'm talking about. So shout out to these wonderful winners. Again, some of these that I've, I've seen working in, in, in some of the crews, people that's on the crews and staffs of these shows who are getting acknowledgement because of, of these wins. Shout out to them and all love to them. But also in 2024, we still saying something is the first black in xxx or just the first black period that is a a pitiful shame that is a shame people should be ashamed of themselves and i i task us the next time you are having a conversation with someone who is not black and we are talking about especially television because music is different a little in in a way because black music is pop popular music and black culture within the music sphere pushes the culture. Now the awards conversation, that's still, it's, we, can, we can have that too, but it's not as bad as it is in television. But I implore you to have conversations with your non-white friends, I mean your non-black friends, excuse me, next time y'all having television shows, conversations, and ask them, have they watched certain shows? And then ask them why. And then ask them for them ones who claim they're TV buffs. If you're such a TV buff, why you ain't watch this? That's crazy. You said you was a TV buff, but whatever. Because we've been doing this since The Wire. We can take it back. This drama, we can take it all the way back. The Wire ain't win no awards either. And y'all know what I said. I keep saying this. It's because the people who were voting and watching these shows didn't think they were acting. It's The Wire effect. Same thing happened to Snowfall. Damson Interest got shut out. Why? Because when we're playing roles that involves drug dealers and crime and the hood content, they don't think we're acting. Walter White was praised, Brian Cranston, rightfully so, for his role as Walter White for years. He was selling meth. They thought he, they knew he was acting. They didn't think Avon Barksdale. They thought, they thought Will Harris was actually Avon Barksdale. But I digress. Anywho, what did you guys think about the Emmys? Did you watch? Were you as excited as I was for some of these winners? Niecy Nash had a fantastic acceptance speech. Shout out to Niecy Nash um, and just everybody else who won and were and was nominated. Hit me up though. Let me know your thoughts about this. You can find me at Cornelia on social media. Can we talk politics for a little while? It's 2024 and I, I was warning y'all. We are getting that each year before 
the presidential election be the most stressful time out of each consecutive four-year block. When I tell you this is about to be the absolute worst, and not to be all doom and gloom, but it's a couple things that are happening that I would like us to keep our eye on. And I'm wondering if you're also noticing this as well. So, as we all know, because of our existing two-party system, and there are other parties, but the two, there's two parties that, are, that remain in power and the drivers of our election cycles and just politics in America, America in general. Because of that, it has been mm, deemed... Uh, the, the Democratic Party has been deemed, air quote, the party for black people and minorities. Now, again, that, and that historically over the last however many decades has been because over time, the Republican Party has shifted more and more and more and more to the right in terms of extremism, uh, extreme racism, bigotry, and so on. Things that, that are aligned with those types of principles and ideals. And I say those specifically because if the Republican Party weren't as, um, if people didn't assume that the Republican Party was a racist party, my personal opinion, and I know other people feel this way, a lot of older black people would be conservatives and would be a part of the Republican party if it was not as clear cut and dry that this was the party for people who don't like black people. Let's keep it above because there are a lot of people, mamas, daddies, uncles, grandmamas, cousins, and all of that don't believe in a woman's right to uh, choose what happens to their own body. They don't believe in gay marriage. They don't believe in progressive politics that uh, that skew in the direction of what people consider to be liberalism. We know that. I know a couple older black people who would be conservatives if it weren't for the racism. So with that, though, and with the changing dynamic of the this uh, the of the United States with black people, we never been a majority. But with us being 12 to 13 percent of the population and the rising climb of Latinos in this country who will eventually be the majority in this country by 2045, I believe that's the date. Don't quote me if that if that date is wrong. With the rise of that, there have been a lot of conversations about demographic shifts and party shifts and what is going to happen um, in the future the near future and most notably 20, the 2024 election. And with that, there are always lots of conversations by people on social media, news outlets during election years where people try to make their bread and butter and make a name for themselves by stepping out and trying to become the voice of, in this case, black people. What I'm seeing though, is we have quite a few black people who seem to be aligning themselves as contrarians and almost in a way defending a another Trump presidency 
And I'm not going to call this person, one particular person out by name, but he got a talk show, a radio show to come on in the morning with with another person who happens to be a Hampton grad. And what's happening is, and we know this, because people don't read information for themselves and because people don't do research and because people don't know where to find um, information that is um, correct and unbiased, and honestly, ain't nothing unbiased these days. And because People think uh, doing research and getting the news means just seeing something on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or TikTok, um, no matter where it come from, comes from, people are more willing to just hear something and believe it's factual and decide that that's what's, what's the truth and what they're going to align with. And it's causing a problem. It is causing a problem, especially for black people. It is causing a problem. Another thing that's a problem, the current administration seems to have a, a problem with marketing. And I, I won't even say administration. The entire Democratic Party is bad at marketing. Whether we don't like Trump or not, or uh, we, we all don't, uh, I'm assuming there, there can't be no black news that like that, man. We just, we just too thoughtful for that. But whether we like him or not, he's good at marketing. He has the, his party has the ability to not care about the truth, not care what comes out of their mouths, say whatever they, they want to say, and they know their followers are going to believe it. So they lead with that unapologetically. It's, it's to our detriment, but they have mastered the art of marketing and the spin. So that means that things that are being done for people by the current administration. People don't know about, they're getting it, they're getting it wrong or they, to them, they're not doing anything for us at all. Let's take student loan forgiveness as an example. At this moment, if I am not mistaken, close to $130 billion in student loans have been erased from people in the United States. That is around 3.7 million borrower, borrower, borrowers, got me on the ropes on it. $130 billion. Have y'all seen extensive marketing about this? I haven't. I see every now and then somebody on social media tweeting or posting that they student loans got relieved. I saw this week that uh, an additional $4 billion was applied for teachers, nurses, and some other um, um, uh, people in, in the country. But I do not see no mass campaign, no commercial, no nothing about the $130 billion in student loan relief. I am seeing people discount what is happening with student loan relief because non-black people are being, um, are, are their loans are being relieved. People, we, they said they was going to do something for black people. They ain't doing nothing for black people. Student loans don't apply. They said they was going to do it for everybody. 3.7 million people is a lot. $130 billion is a lot. And let me give some information that I, that I stumbled upon. Feel free to fact check me. Feel free. I read that black people in the United States are the majority of the carriers of student loan debt at all amounts. 
If it, whether it's $1,000 all the way up to the tens of thousands, the hundreds of thousands, black people are the biggest carriers of that debt in this country. Yes, there are people from other demographics that have student loan debt, but let's say a portion of the $3.7 million are black people. One of the easiest or quickest ways to close the racial wealth gap in this country is by eliminating debt. And if the majority of those people have student loan debt, that they're black, guess what that contributes to? Closing the gap. That also means because you have less debt and because now um, when you want to go buy a home, you are or are able to possibly have a better opportunity to have a home with more equity, more value, a better home, because you don't have all of this debt sitting on the books because you weren't able to pay your student loans because the American dream made everybody think that you had to take out thousands and thousands of dollars in student loans in order to get your education. Somebody said that's Ronald Reagan fault, but I ain't going deep down the rabbit hole today on that. But it probably was. And I'm not one of those people who think college is a scam. I hate the narrative around college that has been presented to black people only. Only black Americans have been told and made to think that getting an uh, uh, pursuing higher education is bad. No other demographic, whether they are in the United States or immigrants or people outside of this country, look at a college degree and a college education as if it is a negative towards them. That's only us. I also don't like how college has been marketed towards people in America as a means only to get a job. You are actually receiving an education. People leave high school not knowing a damn thing. And there are classes in college, especially those first two years, that should be required and mandatory for everyone in this country in regards to education. English 101 and 102, because people coming up out that high school not knowing how to read, write, or spell. Grammar beyond zero. Psychology, sociology, business law, accounting, economics. You name it. You need those classes. I'll show you building your critical thinking skills and learning how to interact with people of the opposite sex without it being a romantic a partnership or or undertones but whatever I'm veering off too far my point is while student loan debt and and relief isn't just a policy only for black people it is benefiting the blacks and it is not being marketed by the democratic party and it is giving people opportunity to lean on narratives that are saying we should support the other party because x y and z the economy this gas this food this we are literally in the fight of our lives i'm gonna go in more and more episodes about it because i'm not gonna spend too much time on this but i want to say for us I think we need to be a little more vigilant about shutting down narratives and conversations with other people that are just flat out ignorant and, 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 and incorrect. So if you see a video being shared and the person has a large platform and they're talking about it, feel free to tell the people, your friends or family who are watching the video that they need to, um, maybe do a little more research or feel free to share the actual facts or perspective. 
I think it's going to be our job on a tactical level to be that person. Because let me remind y'all, in the United States, around 54-ish percent of adults have a literacy level below the sixth grade. 54-ish percent of Americans are not past the sixth grade in regards to literacy. That's not even in comprehension. That's just literacy. We're not going to get into the numbers for black people because I don't have the exact numbers. But 21% of adults in the United States are illiterate. Just illiterate. So when information is shared and people posture narratives or they post the meme with the big font, because y'all know the big font means be having people in the chokehold. Some people... And I'm not saying this to be mean or to shame anybody. I'm saying this for those who have the the knowledge or, or feel like they have the tools to educate and help people. I'm saying that because sometimes the people who are receiving and reading that information just can't comprehend it. Or they don't comprehend it enough to be able to weed things out. Maybe they do and maybe it's to them is truth. But I think the posture going into this year is to keep that at the top of mind that some people need us or y'all to translate information into a way that they understand it so that we can all end up on the good side of this. Because I'm going to tell y'all right now, if things don't go a certain way and this, we always have, we have the same doom and gloom every year and, and we, and we always do this, but we're literally a, possibly about to have someone who told us and is telling us that they are trying to change our democracy and have a dictatorship in the United States. And I don't know if people realize this people that had too much privilege and freedom in this country to be able to quickly adjust to having a dictator. It ain't going to go well for nobody, regardless of who you are and what color your skin is or how much money you have. I take the money part back because money do change things. But if you're black with money, ain't nobody going to give a damn either. Again, I'm just starting the conversation. And also let's start calling these people out who feel like they the ops because all, all kin folk ain't all skin folk ain't kin folk. And if people positioning themselves as, as the ops, let's call them out. You the, are you the ops? Because if you the ops, you need to say something. Okay. Anywho, let me know your thoughts about this. Again, I just felt like I need to get off that off my spirit as we lead into this hectic, hectic election year, because it's going to be a doozy and let me know your opinions on it and some things that you've been noticing as well. Okay. Hit me up on social media. You can find me at Cornelia. On this week's episode of Black News, we talked about the Black 2024 Emmy Award winners, which includes Quinta Brunson, Niecy Nash, Trevor Noah, Kiki Palmer, and Storm Reed. And we also did a quick warm-up politics chat about the upcoming 2024 election and some things to keep our eye on and look out for as we gear up for November come this year. Hit me up and let me know your thoughts about all of these topics, some or none, and I'll check back with you guys next time.
that's it for this week's episode of Black News, y'all. Thanks again for supporting the podcast by sharing, liking, subscribing, and rating five stars on your favorite podcast app. To find more information about me, you can check me out at at Cornelia on social media, as well as on my website, which is Cornelia.com. And as always, thanks for supporting. And I'll be back next week with new topics and a new episode.